Good evening and welcome to the first edition of After Hours, where the where writers come to unwind. I've given myself a mouthful to say there. So here we are, we're sitting down with a drink and I'm joined today by writer extraordinaire, Mr. David Green. How are you doing, Hello. mate? I'm great, I'm very good. Um, I uh, had a bit of a strange week with a bit of a Covid scare, but it's all good. Really? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, um, we went to a pet farm with the little lad. Um, oh yeah, how old is he? He's two and a half. Oh, terrible times. Um, yeah, he's, he's kind of in the midst of it at the moment. Um, it's free <laughs> in December. But um, we took, I took him to a pet farm there uh, a week last Sunday, and then there was a COVID outbreak last week oh, in that area. So it was kind of... Uh, <laughs> have, you had, have you been swapped? Yeah, yeah, I got swapped on, on Tuesday. Uh, it feels like someone's just trying to scrape your brain, to be honest with you. It's... it's <laughs> Not pleasant. It doesn't hurt. I've had so many invasive medical things over the years. The by far the worst is a lumbar puncture. Have you ever had one of them? I've seen it done. I have not. Oh, that was fun. Sorry. What made it even more fun was the fact that they were training student nurses. So they were basically using my, using my back as a dartboard. Uh. <laughs> Go on, get that needle in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, I to use when my, my wife was given birth, she had an epidural at Ooh. the last minute. Um, it kind of went to emergency and went into it went to the wire basically, and uh, right. they had they had some trouble getting it into the right place. Yeah, they did with me. It like took them ages, and they, and he actually said, "Oh, we'll stop now because you're in a lot of pain." It's like you bloody well won't. I'm not doing this again. Just do it. <laughs> We've caused you enough pain, so we'll stop. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, if you stop now, I'll probably punch you. <laughs> oh, it was Why agony, stop? mate. Yeah. Why stop? You've already done enough pain. Just keep going. Just give yeah, it yeah, pain. exactly. This is it. <laughs> this, this is it. It's like, the last thing I want to do is lie in bed all night thinking, oh, great, they're going to do it to me again in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. yeah. One and done. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, we work, we're in quite a lot of uh, writing anthologies and stuff uh, together. We've worked quite a, um, in a short space of time, we've worked together quite a lot, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we seem to be in quite a lot of stuff. But uh, I spotted the other day, you've just had, um, first of all, you had a, a novel um, accepted for publication, didn't you? I did, yeah. Um, I sound really bored by that, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did indeed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blase, you know, it happens to me yeah, every yeah, day. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, well, funnily enough, uh, before we go into that, like, as, as we have been working together quite a lot on a lot of things, some yeah. things have been announced and some things haven't, we can't talk yeah. about yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is great. Um, <laughs> hush, hush, yeah, but it's going to be great, though, anyway. Um, we're actually from pretty much the same part of England as well, and we, we, discovered, yeah. we discovered at some point that we've probably been in a lot of the same places at the, at same, the same time. time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much because we're a similar sort of age in that, and I would have been, uh, I would have been sort of flouncing around Manchester around the same sort of time you'd have been there. I mean, yeah. were you there at university? Um, yeah, well, no, kind of. Um, I was a bit after that. Um, Kind of around, well, around that time, but like, I mean, I was there quite a lot. And uh, yeah. I went to watch, I used to go and watch Man United all the time as well. Uh, I used to work there. <laughs> used to 
know, um, but I'd be like, you know, Affleck's Palace and. Way um, good man. That's always know. one of my haunts. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, know. you know, on Dean's Gate out the back, out the back there. You know, you got all them. Uh, you've got like three or four record shops all next to each other. Yeah. yeah basically, yeah. if I get that's as soon as I go up north, you'll find me in one of those. <laughs> so I spent most of my youth in them record shops. Yeah, it's a great place. I've, I've not been. Jeez, uh, I've been back to Manchester now for about oh, four or five years, probably now. Really? Um, yeah, and even before that, it was a good while before I went, and it was it was, it was changed a lot. Like I mean, some yeah, people. Yeah, I, I was shocked last. I was shocked when I last went up there because uh, it's like. I remember how Piccadilly used to be. <laughs> you know, it used to be like dodgy 24-hour cafes and prostitutes, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, and yeah, I went there yeah. now, and it's all shiny and modern and glass and stuff. And I'm like, where's yeah, all the Victorian the red brick buildings with prostitutes hanging out of them? Yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be in Stockport. Push them out to Hume or something. <laughs> yeah, Stockport, rather. Stockport, um, yeah, yeah, there you go. Another I, place I, I used to spend a lot of my youth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in there for a, I don't know why I used to be in Stockport, I used to, I used to work for a game, a games company, we had a store in Stockport, which is a bit troublesome, so I used to be going out there quite a lot to help out. What, what was the, what was the shop? Uh, game Station. Game Station, oh right, yeah, I used to go in there yeah. because I used to go to Stockport to buy my PC games, and yeah. I used to go to Game, game Station, and it, it was on that back street behind the main drag, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, And there yeah, was yeah. another one further down with a white sign. Uh, yeah. And then when you're down the far end, there was a big R price on the corner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, I bought a game off you at some point. <laughs> Probably, like, you know, geez, I was there quite a lot. I never actually officially worked there in that store. <laughs> but I, uh, I spent so much bloody time in there sorting stuff out. And um, I, worked, I worked in Game Station for about eight years or something. Like, they, they made me a store manager when I was 19. Yeah, when I, was, when I was doing a degree at the same time, because they were just <laughs> they were a complete cow. And this was the best time. So it was such a cowboy outfit, like, and they got really, really professional, <laughs> which they kind of lost their edge a little bit. But um, I remember one time I was working in the Withenshaw store, which was a part of Blockbuster, and it was um, <laughs> Withenshaw. Yeah, and it was the morning. Yeah, Withenshaw Market. Withenshaw Market, oh. Saturday morning. Every Saturday morning, after I'd been to see a band, you went to Withenshaw Market and you could buy the buy it on cassette. This is somebody who bootlegged it, guaranteed. Uh, like, instead of the films, like the VHS tapes, it was all yeah. <laughs> shot on a camera in the back of some seedy little cinema. You know, it's, it's one of the, the dodgiest places on earth. Like it's it's um, well, like one one morning, right? I was um, remember the, um, the fifty cent game on the PS2. Oh yes! Right, right, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this game coming out, and it was uh, something we didn't stock a lot of because it was like oh, no one's gonna buy this. And yeah. for some reason, I had to go and cover the women's shop, and I was there to open. And I was walking down the street, and there was tons of like, not kids, but like, you know, young adults waiting outside. And they're like, oh, what's young the adults, yeah. Yeah, and I went to open the shutters, and they were like, "Hey, mate, have you uh, you got that Fifty Cent game? Have you?" And I was like, <laughs> oh, I, was like man. "I was like, um, I was like, yeah, I think we've got a few copies of it." And I'm like, uh, well, "We're all here for it, man. We're all here for it." And I was like, Sound. "Oh God!" And I was like, <laughs> the queue, and there was about there must be about thirty people in there, right? So I opened the thing when it's like, 
looked in the shelf and we had three copies on PS2 and one on Xbox. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to die this morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man. So I ran my area manager up and I was like, I was like, listen, I've just walked into Women's Shore and there's about 30 people outside waiting for him for 50 cent. And he was like, Right, you see, I, I, I never, I saw that game when it came out, and I remember seeing it in the shop and going, "Who's gonna buy that?" Women <laughs> shop, loved it. it was like so was he was, wasn't there? There was like was, yeah. Shaq Fu and there Shaq was some, Fu, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, wasn't there like, I want to say Def Jam Records. Wasn't there like a Def Jam? Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. Yeah, it was like, street, it was like Streets of Rage. Yeah, so you actually play like Snoop Dogg fighting somebody else yeah. or something stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, They were really popular in Women's Shot. So my area manager, anyway, he was in, he was in the um, Arndale Centre, which is centre of Manchester. He was like, put a sign up saying that you'd be open at 10. This was like about 20 past nine. And he went round to all the stores in the centre of Manchester and Market Street, oh. Ultra, uh, Arndale Centre. Um, and then got every copy of Fifty Cent, <laughs> <laughs> and he went to he went to he went to Woolworths oh, as well. Awesome. Bought, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to Woolworths and bought a load of them as well, and brought them around to me. They're big crates. Nice. Oh, for, for, we sold all of them. I think we I think we ended up getting about seventy copies on it, and we sold them all that morning. I don't, well, he's saying that. I mean, I've seen some weird. <laughs> it's like I remember for the Commodore sixty four. Uh, back in the day, they made a Motorhead video game, and it was based on the Golden Axe model, you know, so it was like a side-scrolling brawler, yeah, yeah, but you yeah, played yeah. Lemmy, and you you actually hit people with a guitar, Yeah, it's great. and you collect the drummer, but his special move was vomiting on people, it was just like, <laughs> what, what in the hell? <laughs> people, people used to love license, like, no one really does it anymore, mm. like, it, like, uh, it's because of most of the games, most of the games that are made on a license are crap. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's, some, there's some quality ones like around the way, but they're so expensive. Like, obviously, you've got to buy the license yeah. from them. You don't make a lot of money on them, I think. No, um, so nowadays, like, there are all this free to play stuff on mobiles now. If you've got a license, that's where they are because they can just charge yeah, people. Like, like they're doing with the, because oh, I've seen the adverts for all the Game of Thrones stuff. It's all like flash yeah. games and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's all that sort of stuff. Um, Whereas, like, there was a time, like, in the mid-90s, where you'd have, like, GoldenEye and, like, all this That was a great game. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the book. Yeah, the book. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Santa so Monica got, Man. Yeah. Santa Monica Man, yeah. So, uh, I've got, yeah, I've got two things on the way out, um, kind of self harp and stuff, which is crazy, really, because, um, like, uh, I only started subbing stuff in March of this year. And yeah. um, I was kind of, like, you know, if I get into one anthology, that I'll be happy. That's what I was like. I mean, I, I started sort of July last year. Um, started subbing, and I got my first acceptance tail end of September. Um, and I remember, I, I just, I just thought to myself, ah, yeah. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm very much like that. I mean, I, 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 uh, yeah, I have a major sort of. What's the word? What's the word? Imposter syndrome. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, I, I just never thought it was going to happen. I just, you know, because yeah. you don't, do you? I mean, I don't know no. what you thought. 
No, no, not at all, really. Like, you know, I, I only kind of really started, um, like, I always wanted to write um, since I was young. Like, uh, it's funny, mm. I was clearing through some stuff in the attic. We moved house. As you can tell, it looks like, we were talking before, it looks like I'm in a, a low-security prison because yeah. of the beige and the shutters. Um, but we're not go way Galway open prison right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and it keep on, they keep on giving me more light every so often for some reason. I'm not sure why. But right. I appreciate it. Um, so I was clearing some, through some stuff in the attic because it's, it's a newish house. Like, and, um, mm. I found like this notebook that I had from 20 years ago. And it has, it sounds uh, like the start of a Lovecraft story. Uh, no, yeah. It come out of your face. <laughs> I love films like, my God, my handwriting used to be so much better. Oh, I do, yeah. Especially <laughs> before before I got my spinal condition, because I, I was completely paralysed on my right-hand side for a long time. Like, right. about six months, I couldn't move this arm or this leg. And I came back, and I used to have really neat handwriting. And I started writing, and it just looks like a spiders shat all over the page. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, you, you get out of the habit of it, because I did, like, you're obviously in school, uh, yeah. so you write, especially when at our age, we used to, we, we didn't have computer. we had, like, in my no. high school, we had one computer, like, for a long time, like, you know. We were, uh, we were, we were quite ahead of our, of the curve on ours, we had these huge, great, walking, great BBC computers, <laughs> and we had about six of them, that's how, how, how Posh my school was. Yeah, <laughs> really but like, so you'd write, you'd write everything, and then I went and, and I did an art degree, so it was very mm. little writing. So you went from writing all the time. I did like I did history and um, other things. So I did quite a lot of academical things for my A levels. Right. But, but then I did art for my degree because I had no fucking idea what I wanted to do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, that's, that's, that's always the way, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit like I wanted to. I wanted to get into film in some way, but right. at the time in England, there was only one film school, which was in London. Yeah, uh, and you couldn't get a grant to go there. Your student loans wouldn't cover it. Loving all money, wasn't it? You know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like oh, I can't afford to do it. Like I worked out that I needed. It's a shame it's not now. Because, I mean, Salford yeah. is like the centre of the universe for TV in Britain these days. Whereas yeah, back exactly. then, what did they have up north? We had Granada Studios with, like, Tony Wilson and, and, uh, and Coronation Street, and that was it. <laughs> oh, you're forgetting Jimmy Savile. Don't forget mm. Jimmy Savile. That's our legacy. Um, yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, so like I, bottom. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, so I worked out that I needed, like, four full-time jobs to pay for everything to go and do it. So I was like, this is never going to happen. Um, so yeah. I just did an art degree because I was like, well, you know, I, I kind of dabbled in it and everything and what have you. So I did that. So I went from writing to no writing whatsoever. But I always wanted to do writing, but I just never had the confidence to do it. And I yeah. always used to make that excuse of I'll do it in X amount of years. I'll do it in X amount of years, X amount of years, etc. And then my son was born. So it's like 20 years basically because I'm like, he was born when I was about to turn 35 and I'm 37 now. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, I kind of transitioned to become a full-time dad when he was six months and my wife went back to work because she has like a real career. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, uh, I have the same, similar sort of dynamic, to be honest. Yeah. I'm like a 50s yeah. housewife. I, I, <laughs> yeah. st I stay at home, I do all the cooking, the cleaning, the, all the rest of it. <laughs> she goes out and earns yeah. a wage. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well I, the thing is I'm signed off on, on the disabled because of my spinal thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I one of the reasons I got back into writing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's it, the same. I discovered that John Lennon did the same. Like when he had his second child, Yoko Ono insisted that he had to stay at home 
if to have a child. I was like, well, if John Lennon can do it, then I can do it. Um, so it's not uh, like she I, had a job, was it? <laughs> I mean, what did Yoko Ono actually do apart from apart from split up the Beatles? <laughs> apparently, she was a very good business person. That's what was I she now? Yeah, I don't know really. But, um, I'm not a bit. I, to be honest, when it when it's always that argument, isn't it? The Beatles or the Stones? I'm sorry, I'm I'm a Stones man myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a Beatles person, but I don't. I can't be doing it. It's all too happy. <laughs> um, I like so, I like um I like some of, I like the White Album. That's really good. yeah. Everyone and, likes uh, so weird. Yeah, like I love it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not a million miles away from a lot of the sort of experimental industrial stuff I listen to. Like people yeah. like Psychic TV and Throbbing Gristle and all that kind of stuff. It's not a yeah, million yeah. miles. Away. So, yeah, it's a very influential album because I mean, like you got you got some songs that like Helter Skelter, which a lot of people say like birth heavy metal. You've got yeah, um, Revolution and 9, the Manson is, family, of course. Don't forget the them. Family, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you got Revolution Nine, which was like the first song that was all sampled and it was like there was no actual yeah. instrument. So it's, it's a really progressive album. But um, anyway, what was I saying? But yeah, so um, I, I stayed at home from that point, and. Um, which is great, like I love staying at home, but it was kind of like, um, you know, we moved out of the city and stuff, we lived in Galway and we moved out to mm. the sticks pretty much, and it was like, I need to do something else, like I need to go out and do something, I, I used to be a big video gamer and I, I didn't have the time to do it anymore because, you know, you can't get out, you can't start playing a game when your son's around because there's a baby. No, you need to yeah, no, I imagine, that, yeah. And at the end of the day, you're kind of too tired to do it and what have you. Um, so I was kind of like, I need to get out of the house and do something. So um, a friend of mine uh, had done a creative writing lesson, so she was like, why don't you go and do it? Because like, you know. Oh, is that that guy? I saw you post a thing about it. He's doing it. Yeah. He's doing another one or something. He is, yeah. It's that another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Higgins. Who's the guy? He does, he's called Kevin Higgins. He's, um, he's uh, probably uh, Ireland's most read living poet, actually. He's, uh, right, he does okay. a lot of satire, poetry, and different. He's read very very good he's a great guy nice. as well um, so yeah so i started doing that and um so you get a writing prompt every week and then you just go off and do like a, a story or a poem or yeah. a pages or what have you um i would uh i would uh very early on make all the fonts as small as possible so i could have like my two pages was really like two thousand words or something and, um, i wouldn't be able to do that at all <laughs> i mean you, i mean it's become a bit of a running joke that i can't seem to stay underneath word counts at the moment yeah it's yeah, just sure. like that I like um eerie river do that uh, monthly contest <laughs> yes. and, I, and i went to enter that and it's a six thousand word limit and i ended up turning out a, seven, a seventeen thousand word novella so <laughs> it's like everybody keeps going go on do some drabbles for this and drabbles for that words i can't do yeah. that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, get, you know if you're doing for a six thousand piece you get a novella out of it for a travel you probably get a novelette so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah so i kind of so i was doing that and then i wrote a short story about uh, a body being found on the edge of, on the end of santa monica pier yes. in the 40s and it was a uh, just um you know uh, guy finds the, the body wreck Recognizes the body, doesn't know where from, but something in his, his head is telling him that he knows what his body is. Mm. Body's real unusual circumstances. And then when he goes back to his car, he finds a briefcase in the back of his car and there's a note in it. It's, it's the guy's, the dead guy's belongings. And it's got like a, and the, there's a note in it saying, You're next. That was the end of the show. Ooh, story. Right? Nice. 
Um, so I did that, and then like uh, a few months later, I bumped into a couple of people from the from the class, and uh, they were like, "I mean, did she do anything about the story with the Santa Monica Pier? Did you turn it into anything else?" And I was like, uh, "That's not good." I was like, "Not really, you know. I've just got an idea for it." And they're like, "Oh, you should. It was really good. We really like that story." So I was like. Okay, so this was like January 2019, so I, I had a story of it, like I knew what I wanted to do with the character, because yeah. I quite liked the character and, and I knew even then, even though the short story didn't reveal who the dead body was, I knew, I knew who he was and I knew the relationship with all the other characters. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I just sat down and just did it chapter a week, um, yeah. finished it in about February 2020, and nice. then I just started subbing to other places. Yeah. Um, and then uh, with, with a novel, like I just kind of gave it to a couple of people just to read because I didn't really know what to do with it. And um, one of those people uh, has a publishing house, Brian Scott, from Long Media, and he uh, showed it to his business partner, partner and his editor. And they were just like, we love the story and we'd, we'd love to, uh, we're launching a crime thriller imprint. Would you like to launch it with us? And I was like, Yes. Yeah, <laughs> where, yeah. where do I sign? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's quite interesting because we we've got a very similar pattern here. Because I mean, my my first thing was when I was injured, and I basically I'd been sulking for ages because it, it basically my career as a chef was over. Mm -hmm. uh, so were any real chances of going back into bands and things like that. It was done. Yeah. Uh, because some days, I mean, I'm like a lot of the time I'm fine, but some days it'll flare up and I won't be able to walk. Or this yeah. arm will suddenly stop doing weird things. I, mean, so like, I ended up throwing biscuits at somebody in the shop because I had a spasm. Yeah. It's not good if I've got a meat cleaver in my hand. Somebody could get no. sick. No. <laughs> biscuits are safe. Yeah, and I, I, I was reading. I was reading through. Um, I was reading through Lovecraft again. So I do that when I'm sulking. It always cheers me up. Yeah. I, was, I was reading Color Out of Space, and uh, I had this this idea for a novel. And I thought, well, sod it, I'm doing nothing else, I may as well write it. So I wrote yeah. it, the entire novel. Uh, and to begin with, it was a mess because I'd forgotten the punctuation, I'd forgotten the grammar. But by the end of it, I had it, you know, yeah. and I just thought, right, I'm going to try the hand at some short stories. And funnily enough, the one I'm reading later after this conversation uh, is, gonna, is the first one I wrote after right. Face of the Fabric. It's the first one I wrote uh, afterwards. It's really good. Ah, oh, and uh, yeah, and uh, I just again, I just I try and sub to everything I can. I go for a mudslinging technique, you know. I'll just keep writing, just keep writing, just keep writing, just keep throwing things, and eventually some of it will stick, you know. Of course, yeah. I get rejections. Everybody does, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's not for getting hung up on it, is there? You know, I mean. No, I mean it's it's hard to take at first. So I think you know, yeah. uh, I don't take. She's uh, uh, as a. As a person, I, I, I take rejection quite hardly, or quite yeah. hard uh, in general. Uh, but it is the thing is, it we're, we're writing is that you've got to kind of look at it as in it doesn't mean the story is bad. No, nine times out of ten, it's just a fit, isn't it? it yeah. Just, whether yeah. it fits with the rest of the material in the anthology or the magazine or whatever, nine yeah. times out of ten, it's that. And also, you've got personal taste because I mean, I know for a fact there's a couple of people who I've subbed to who were like really like it but not our thing because i mean yeah. my stuff is quite weird as yeah. you know <laughs> so not not everybody's gonna get it um, no, exactly exactly yeah well, i see people taking it incredibly personally it's not like that. 
at all. Um, no, and but so, I mean, and sometimes as well, like you know, uh, like I've had, um, geez, I think I've had about you know, ten rejections this year, and yeah. like. Well, I've had a lot more than that, <laughs> but I probably I probably sub more. I'd sub to everything. <laughs> um, and I, uh, yeah, I think I think seven or eight of them have been I've, I've like been published or have been accepted yeah. from somewhere else. There's one of them that has been rejected twice from from different places, and I was kind of like, so I just left it for a while, went back and looked at it. And I was like, you know what, this isn't this isn't great. Well, that's what I do with mine as well. If something gets rejected, it goes through another draft. Yeah, it's like face of the fabric's been through like two or three, because the first time I did it, it was below par. It was, yeah. but it was the standard I was at at that time. I yeah, mean, yeah, and yeah. That, I rewrote that fairly recently, so it's more in line with what I write now. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a, in a lot of the way that's a good thing. I mean, reject. I mean, I try and look at them positively in that kind of respect. That you've got a chance to go back and polish a turd so to speak haven't you yeah, <laughs> take exactly, the diamonds yeah. out of it you know because <laughs> yeah, like there's, there's been some stuff especially like i say early on it is all still really cheap but there's like a couple of things that have been accepted that i've read back which was accepted like yeah april where i've kind of looked at that i can write this completely differently because you're doing yeah. it every day you practice every well, day and you there was a, yeah exactly i mean there was a there was one i actually read a while ago, one of the live ones, I was reading through it and I went, oh, that's a bit clunky. Oh, I've used that <laughs> word three times in the same, like, <laughs> bit. Oh, the grammar's a bit wonky there, Tim. It's just like, well, that's yeah. how you learn, isn't it? I mean... Yes, yeah. Like, uh, I, I was, um, yeah, I, 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 I read through a couple of early things. I was like, geez, I really liked adverbs and was at one stage. I, I, d- I went down the uh, Lovecraft route. You know, eldritch horror, give us moon, and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. horrors and abominations, and yeah. <laughs> all this really melodramatic stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, when you're trying to do a certain style, like it's hard not to do that sometimes. Mm. But then, like, I was writing something recently, which was, um, it was like, uh, it's for a competition, and you have to, we had to, it was four rounds for it, and you had to pick a character, a character type that you have to use each round. Okay. It was after the, the same character, but I decided to make it the same character just because I'm a daughter of punishment. And, um, <laughs> and so, uh, like, so I picked a necromancer, right? Hey. Uh, yeah, and then the first, so as, the you first do. Prompt, as you do, well, it works out all right because I was like, well, this gives me an excuse. I can make his story over thousands of years. Like, I can just make him immortal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the first, the first round was, um, uh, what was the first round? Well, it's time travel. Which was like, how do you think that was a time travel? So it's good to try and figure this out. The second round then was gothic horror. Yeah, I like gothic horror a lot. And if I went to, uh, if I think like six months ago, if I went to write it, I would try and write it like very archaic. Mm. You know, that kind of like. Yeah, really, all this kind of stuff, and really. I mean, I do with certain pieces. I mean, some pieces work with it, some don't. I mean, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Whereas with this one, what I did was I just like I'm familiar with all the tropes and the and the things from Gothic horror. So what I was did was was like I'm just going to write this in my own voice, yeah, as a writer. But I will just put all these tropes in, and it got a really good score. Like it, and and, and what I was pleasing was that the because um, it gets scored in different categories, and for the prompt, it got ten out of ten from each, from each judge because they were oh, like nice it, one, it reads Gothic horror, but it was it was very like 
a modern kind of take on it, which which I tried to do, because like the thing that keeps getting that's been rejected twice is a gothic horror, and I wrote it very kind of Mary Shelley like, and it's just you know I'd probably love it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I think it's kind of like it's it's kind of I suppose um, I think it might be making a comeback a little bit gothic horror in a way, but yeah. I think it's hard. Some people kind of look at it and go, that's not what people want these days. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, I've noticed this. I mean, there's a new magazine started up called The New Gothic Review. Mm -hmm. uh, you might want to give them a shot with it. It's open now. Um, give them a <laughs> shot with it because I've, I've just subbed them. One of my uh, more bizarre... <laughs> one of my... Yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's about a poet who tries to find out the secret of the universe with, through opium and absinthe, basically. That sounds like something a poet would do. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but obviously, it's going to go horrendously wrong, you know. Uh, <laughs> hideous abomination from the dawn of time. <laughs> back, to, back to language. Back to language. It was something I was thinking about the other day. Because, I mean, you spent, obviously, listening to your accent, Manchester, right? Say, do you find yourself pulling back on specific Manchester words because yeah. because I did it ages ago I wrote some I wrote something down because my uh, my partner acts as a proofreader basically to make sure it's not going to offend anybody or, or it makes sense you know and uh, I put in a, a speech line and it was like we do one you're mither in me and she was like <laughs> mither. what's that yeah, mither yeah. what does that even mean yeah. <laughs> you're the one who's mardy you're the mardy, one who's mardy. Yeah, yeah. Don't be Marty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do. And I, 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 um, geez, Maiva was one that's like, because my wife's Irish. Right. Um, she was like, what is this word that you're always using? I'm like, this was early on when we first met. I was like, yeah. Maiva, like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're bothering something. Like, it's not Maiva. Maiva in me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I noticed as well that I do a lot of Irishisms. And do I, you? Yeah, as well. I've been, I've been, I spent a lot of my youth here anyway. Um, and then I've been back here for 11 years now. Right. So, you know, it, it comes at so being one of them. I say so a lot, which is like Irish people say. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, Jesus, I'm going to be real conscious of this now. So what I did was <laughs> I purposely started setting a lot of stories in America where I'd have to really focus on the dialect and the language of it. So that I wouldn't be writing stuff that people understand unless they're from a certain area of England <laughs> yeah yeah are you there? are you still there? It's yeah, gone a lot of earlier stuff yeah. yeah 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 still there yeah um, so cool yeah because a lot of my earlier stuff it was a lot of like MIVA and all this kind of stuff and what have you so, um, yeah, so and, like, the thing that I've got coming out in October from Black Air Press called Dead Man Walking, which is a novelette. One um, second. Is set in, is Look set at this. There we go. There's the link, people. There we are. Yeah. Read that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DavidGreenWriterCom.wordpress.com is his website. And then you've got viewauthor.at forward slash David underscore Green. Thank you. And where is it? I, uh, yeah, yeah paints look at this, spared no, no expense, you know. <laughs> there we go, that's the link for your thing. Uh, so www.blackairpress.com 
forward slash David dash, well, no, dead dash, man dash walking. Yeah, you get the idea. It's like, oh, it's on an Amazon box as well, that's great. I like yeah. it. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, recycling, isn't it? You know, spared <laughs> um, no so expense. Yeah, it's great. So, so because I can't uh, figure out how to make captions work. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, when when this has got like a million subscribers, I think it should still do it in the same way. Oh, I'm gonna. I I, I like low tech. Uh, yeah, so I've got I've got a couple for these that went up here now. Yeah, get that. You can save them for the next time that I'm on. Uh, yeah, it will happen so, again, mate. Because yeah, because all the stuff will work on together anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, well, yeah. It's out, I think, in October, I think. It's a novelette, yeah. so like you can read it in about uh, an hour and 20 minutes or something. It's going to be it's, it's about 12,000 words. Yeah, the short uh, reads, is it, are the short reads in the same sort of dinky format as the lockdown books? I think so, oh, yeah. I've not actually got a physical copy of one of them yet, but I've got... Yeah, I've I got see, them. are they nice little pocket books, like that size? They're so cute. It's like yeah. I, I found out earlier that they fit in your sporran quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> It's handy for me when I go to gigs, you know, I can have my book yeah. with me in case and they're rubbish. This one's out in, uh, I think it's going to be out in October, um, and like, I mean, they're going to be that cheap as well, I think they're like a, I think they're a quid yeah. uh, for the e-book. Um, yeah, I think my, um, my novella, Burning Reflection, which is the one that was uh, originally a short story, that's going to be in that sort of format as well. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. They're a bit of a thing these days, aren't they? I mean, I went to Waterstones the other day uh, to pick up the paperback, the Joe Hill paperback, Full Throttle, and they've got all these dev little dinky books in. I've never seen them in shops before. It must be some kind of new fad. It's like, um, I think it is like ease of carrying, because I think, you know what it is? I think it's Kindles that have kind of made it, because you, yeah. you, know, you get a lot of people that are like, well, I prefer a Kindle because it's so easy to carry and it can put it into my pocket and what have you. So a lot, of kind of, a lot of publishers are kind of going, well, let's make our books a little bit smaller. Like, mm. Sorry, I was just pouring another glass. No, no, yeah, go, carry on, mate. Yeah. And uh, in my prison, to allow me one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Authentic. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good and the good thing as well is like if, if you go into um, like a book fair or something like you know you mm. can carry more of them and, and have more of them with you which is yeah like, i suppose you know, yeah well yeah so this one i'm looking forward to this one because i think it's gonna be if if enough people like it and enough people buy it like I'm, hopefully get a series out of it because i've got uh, is that no your nick hollerin Thing. Yeah, yeah, Nick Holler and Denman. Yeah, she ran the synopsis past me, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, yeah, they did, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I was um, just like, yeah, I'd read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, right. like, it's, it's, uh, I've got ideas of where it's going to go, like, and I know kind of where the end point of the series would be, which is what, kind of like how I work. Like, I, I know the beginning and I work on the characters, and I'll say, well, this is the end point down mm. here, and then I'll be like, let's just find my way there. That's why I, I never really plan. I'm a complete pantser. I have an idea. I write the idea in the notebook. I look at it a little bit, throw the notebook down the side of the chair and start typing and just see what, what happens. You can always, that's the beauty of word processors. It's not like typewriters, is it? It's not like uh, you're stuck with page after page of actual print. If it's crap, you just press delete. <laughs> it's dead easy. Well, like, I think that I've noticed that you can always do as well. It's like, 
some people go like crazy with backstory. It's like, mm. oh, it's like, oh, yeah. this thing, I have to go back and write pages of backstory about this thing. It's like, one or two, like the thing that we're working on at the moment, we can't really talk about it, yeah. um, but it's coming from Black Hair Press as well. And um, it's an anthology with linked stories. And the kind of what we're doing is like, it's going to be awesome. Know, it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> it's got us in it, so it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so what we're kind of doing at the minute is like we've got the, the, the kind of stories together and we're linking them all together a little bit because they don't, they, don't, they don't follow on from each other. But all you need is like a line or two here. Yeah. I mean, I, I try just to fit it in as you go along. It's the, it's the whole thing of showing rather than telling, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just a line here and a line there. And it, it just broadens your character out you don't need to say i mean i did it when i first started i like chapter like in that novel i wrote i really need to redo it because the, the concept of it the story is sound it's just weighed down with too much like i, I had a i had a it's the old style of writing isn't it where they spent page after page describing how somebody looked yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Well, if you read it it's incredibly boring yeah, <laughs> just get the scissors like, out. <laughs> yeah. and it's funny, like a lot of a lot of things that you read nowadays don't, don't even bother describing characters. No, I'll, I'll do I just do a bit here and there, you know. Yeah, and that's what it is. And like, it, it kind of really stands out to me, like a lot, because this uh, this Dead Man Walking one, I'd never re read Dresden, but I knew about it. Right. And, yeah. um, and so I knew the kind of premise of it. I, have I, haven't, I haven't actually, I haven't read it. My missus has got all the books, uh, but I have watched the TV show. Right, okay. <laughs> right. Um, so, so this one, I, I kind of designed it to be somewhere between Dresden and Constantine. Right, like, yeah. That was my kind of like, get it in here. And people that have read it, my beta readers have said, that it is where it lives. Like, it is yeah. that kind of thing. So well, when you said I, it to me, I was like, hell, it's painkiller. <laughs> the old yeah. video game. <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, after I finished it, cause I, didn't, I, I wanted to read Dresden because I'd heard a lot about it, and a lot of people always said, like, you'll really like Dresden. Um, yeah. So, I, I finished read, uh, writing Dead Man Walking, and then I went and read it. And there is some similarities, but what was funny is, like, because Jim Butcher is, like, the since, I mean, it's about 15 years since his first book. And yeah, it's been going it, yeah, and, he, and he, the first couple are like that. They'll, someone will walk into a room and they'll be like, she walks into the room and she's there and she has blue eyes and brown hair. And, and this is literally what he says. And it's yeah, like, yeah. you get to the later ones and he'll just say, uh, oh, she stared at me with blue eyes. And that's it. That's the only description that he'll give. Yeah. But like I think that's better and, because your mind is going to just fill in the blanks. Exactly. If you're invested yeah. in the story, your brain fills in the blanks. I mean, like uh, one of the big guilty parties for them is early Stephen King. It's like literally half of it is just him describing the characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. he's got like, and he's the same like as, as he's gone along, the scissors have come out and it's all got snicked yeah. off. Yeah. I mean, the stand, yeah. that's just, I mean, you could be yeah. right heck with that book. It's about that big. Because <laughs> yeah. when you think about it, and even in a short story, unless it's like just, something that you write and it's only got one person in it, but more often than not, there's three or four characters can be in it. And if you yeah. describe three or four characters into complete detail, that's a lot of... You're over your word limit, aren't you? you yeah. There's <laughs> a great quote, um, there's a, I don't know if you've heard of him, there's a writer called Brandon Sanderson, who is... Yeah, uh, I, again, is another one that my, because um, 
my partner is really into all the sword and sorcery and fantasy and magic yeah. and all that. That's her thing. She's dragons and witches and all that kind of business, whereas I'm all tentacles and mass murderers. So <laughs> I, I straddle both of those things. I yeah, like yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, so Brandon Sanderson, he's, um, he took over from uh, when Robert Jordan died. He came in and finished off the Queen of Time series, which is, prob- is actually my favourite um, series of all time. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, me and Chris Holtman, who's in the Guild, are starting yes. uh, Wheel of Time pod- uh, uh, channel pretty soon, actually to discuss it because he's read the first couple of books and I've read right. them all multiple times so we're going to go through because there's a TV show coming out next year and we're going to go through it five chapters at a time and we're going to kind of discuss what's happened and where he thinks the story's going to go well it's Chris it's Christopher Holtman who I'm actually doing yeah. these with the guild yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, the podcast the, the, the round table later that I'm doing the Lovecraft round table that's with him as well and again, he's the next. He's going to be my next guest. He's <laughs> <So. laughs> taken over the uh, the. He uh, is, isn't he? He's just like podcasts. He's everywhere. He's like a ninja or something. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Brandon Sanderson, like he he he's um he does creative writing lessons as well. He still does them, even though he's like a massively successful author. Oh, that's so, cool. Like, um, and like I think he's like. The fees are quite high, but for a lockdown, it will be, them. yeah, yeah. For lockdown, he was doing them online, but he did a, he did a great, he, he releases them online, and he was doing a, one about, I can never remember a, in media res, which is when when you enter a scene, yes, right? yeah. So he was saying that like he was saying that you've got three points of entrance. So say he was like taking the example of someone's robbing a bank, and you'll get some people that enter the scene and the, the, the robber is stood at the, with the teller with a gun in the face the saying, yep. give me all your money, right? Yep. And he was saying, you'll get some people they'll start it and it's the um, the robber is just next in line mm. and they're about to and you get that kind of like tension first where they're kind of stood yes. there. And yes, yes, of course, yeah. And you get some writers then which will start with him or her, the, the robber, walking into the bank. Yes, and you build it up a little bit more, and then he says, and then you have Stephen King, and he's like, and I like Stephen King a lot, but you have Stephen King, which will start with the rubber the night before, where he's at yes. home, and he's like, <laughs> while he's watching, watching the television and eating yeah. a bowl of cereal, yeah, 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 yeah. and he goes to sleep, and then he, and then he scratches his bottom and goes to bed, yeah, yeah. And then he wakes yeah. up and he'll read his newspaper, and then he'll yeah. walk to the bank, and he'll meet about three or four people that he knows on the way to the bank and have conversations yeah. with them. And a fly will be on. There'll be a fly in his car that he has to describe yeah, in yeah. immense detail. Yeah. And he was I mean, like, it works. Cool. It has a place. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I start with basically gun in the face. That's my style. I. I will every time. You know, yeah. just start with it. Because if you want, if you like, want to go back and do that, all that stuff, you can still do that. Just cut back. Just do the first yeah. bit. Star break. Cut back to it. You know. Someone, the, Kevin Higgins, actually, does the, 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 who I started from, right about the lessons. So he was talking about um, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. And yeah. he was saying, there's no way on earth that was the first thing that he ever typed for that, for that book. He said, that might have been <laughs> three or four paragraphs down. Yeah. And then he's, yeah. and he's, actually, this is the first line of the thing and just got yeah. them just before it. Totally. Which, yeah. Totally. I mean, it's what I do. I mean, uh, some some stuff because, like I say, I'll just I'll just start writing it. I don't really give it much thought. I tend to write kind of stream of consciousness. It just sort of happens. I uh, just sort of boom, 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 and uh, 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll go, right, well, that that bit's good, but I'll, it, well, HP, it's HP Lovecraft actually said about it. How he did it was, was basically your first draft, just get it all down. Then you can move it all about and put it where it needs to be. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of how I do it, is yeah. I'll, I'll write it down and go, right, okay, I need a punch at the front, so I'll put that bit there. And that bit doesn't work, so put that bit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tetris, yeah. it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, because like that, that, that's like that's something that I've really picked up um, from reading other people's work, actually, because I do quite I'm a lot same. of beta, beta reading. I do a bit of reading for some publishers, like I know you do as well for, uh, yeah. for some stuff. And that that first something that I've really picked up was like you have to hook people with the first line. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you thought, and if um, another author called uh, his author's name is Drew Starling, uh, I think you know him. Uh, I know Drew Starling. Yeah. Yeah, he pointed out to me because we were talking about like how a lot of people ask for the first, especially for longer works, they ask for the first three chapters of a book to kind of yes. mind. Yeah. And he was saying that like you know you you need to hook them in the first page. And again, going back to Stephen King, yeah. he took a screenshot of the first page of The Shining, and he was like, just read that first page, and like. If you like Stephen King or not, the first page is brilliant because you just yeah it's very it's very un Stephen King like because you're just in the middle of a job interview. Yes. And Jack Torrance is like just kind of like oh, this guy's a piece of shit. I'm just like you know and, and it's like yeah 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 straight away you're in there and you're getting the iconic thing going on, isn't there? That whole sort of misanthropic yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Totally. And the dialogue's really good and like you know it's really punchy and snappy and. You know, you, you've got a really, and I, you know, I've read a few things for um, another another one who's like that is Caitlin Caitlin Arkinen, yeah, who does a lot of cosmic cosmic horror and weird fiction and stuff like that. I mean, I I love her novel Threshold. I think it's amazing, and the, but the first chapter is like everything goes completely just <laughs> it's just like an explosion, but yeah, yeah, she doesn't yeah. explain it at all and just starts like right back at the beginning so what a hook because you're then going no 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 tell me what happened i want to know what's happening yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's yeah, yeah. evil with that she, every single thing she does is like that the first chapter is a proper like mind twister and you're like what? yeah exactly. what was that yeah. what happened there who was that <laughs> yeah. and that's that's how like i think how writing has changed quite a lot because um yeah. like i read like um like, again to go back to the thing that we're me and Holtman are going to be doing in the uh, wheel of time uh, yeah, really, that starts off with a prologue, which is really, 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 really kind of you don't even understand who the people are in it until you've finished the entire book, pretty much. Mm. And it's even to the point where it puts people off from getting further into the series. And it's yeah. the sort of thing that if it's released these days, it would be it wouldn't be in the book, or it might be slipped up and put into yeah, Tolkien. yeah, Tolkien. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like Lord of the Rings. I mean, Fellowship of the Ring. If you've if you've watched the film and never read the book, you haven't. You will have no idea how incredibly boring the first half of Fellowship of the Ring actually is. Unless it's, unless you love uh, songs and poems yeah. and, and other things, there's lots of songs in it. There is lots of songs. It just oh, it just goes on. That's <laughs> so, like yeah. um, you know, he was a pantomime. Yeah, I, I've read the film really a few times, but I understand. I understand. I don't actually understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> well, just like... yeah, the film really was the thing he was working on, and the Hobbit yeah. and Lord of the Rings are just spin-offs from the film. Really. Yeah. Um, like he, uh, he was a complete pantser. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and to the point where he would um, be writing and hit. Well, that's the problem with like trying to finish his stuff after he died, because yeah. he wasn't a no, he wasn't a plotter. He was a pantser. He made it up as he went along. <laughs> and he, just, he had so many different versions of things, which he was like, "Oh, actually, I'm going to go back and redo that." At another point, mm. well, like the Lord of the Rings itself, the reason it took so long to come out after the Hobbit, because it was supposed to be just a straight sequel to the Hobbit, and that's yeah, why it was, first, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, the first half of the Lord of the Rings, when they're in the Shire, especially, had like talking foxes and stuff, which <laughs> never appear again. There's no even yeah, concept yeah. of it, like you know, because obviously in the Hobbit you have the talking spiders and all this kind of stuff. Of course, um, yeah. But he was the kind of uh, writer where he would um, he'd write for a certain amount of time, and when he hit a wall, he'd just start again from. The, he wouldn't just like work on that last chapter. Oh, he wouldn't work through it. He'd just game over. Yeah. So like, he <laughs> I couldn't do that. <laughs> Especially yeah. something that size. Could you imagine? Yeah, right, yeah. ten thousand words in. You know. You know. Nah. Sixty thousand words in. Now nah, start again. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, it's a different time, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a different time. Like, I mean, I, I love the Lord of the Rings. Like, I, I, I've not read it for a long time, actually, to be fair. But I used to. Um, I still have the same copy of The Hobbit that I had when I was seven. I know nice. that I was seven because I wrote in it and I said, "This is this belongs to David Green." I had my address and I had my age on it, right? My copy. <laughs> and, uh, of, uh, my copy of. Skeleton Crew, Stephen King has got that in it. Okay. <laughs> it's got my, yeah, it has my class number in it as well. Yeah, it is, oh, yeah, like, I think that was a real kind of like thing to do in the 80s and early 90s. It, it was, was, yeah. yeah. Write our names on everything in case someone finds it and they'll know exactly yeah. where we are. Um, but like, yeah, so I've still got that. And I think like, my, my copy of Lord of the Rings isn't too far behind that. I think I was about 10 when I read Lord of the Rings. It took me about a year to read it all, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but then I used to it's read quite that. going. It is, yeah, it is. But I used He's to read that. Seriously committed to get through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You great do, book. Like, don't get me, don't get me wrong. It's great, but uh, but it's not casual reading, is it? It's... No, it's not. No, it's not. I used to read that, The Hobbit, and The Silmarillion once a year every year. Um, which I've not done for a while. I've read The Silmarillion once, that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's tough because it's, it's basically a history of the world, like it is. Yeah. And, and when people say that, like, oh, Lord of the Rings, it's like it's, it's pretty archaic these days, which it is, it's nothing compared to The Silmarillion. The no, Silmarillion, no. Just... The Silmarillion was archaic when I was a kid. Because yeah. <laughs> that's when I read them all. It's like, yeah. I got the through Sil The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, no problem. Silmarillion, I was just thinking, what? <laughs> like, the, the, the film brilliant starts with the creation of, of Middle Earth on yeah. the planet, actually. It's like Genesis God's... myth, isn't it? It's like yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of Genesis and event. Yeah. It's by God singing at each other. <laughs> That's how it's made, and it's like. Well, this is it. It's, it's just like. Yeah. It's like, you know, not wanting to cast any aspersions, but whatever he was drinking. It must have been pretty damn strong, is all I'm saying. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, as well, though, he was right in the Silmarillion in the trenches in World War One. so it's yeah. kind of like, where the fuck are you getting this from? Like, it's, Happens, it must yeah, have yeah. been something to get out of what he was in, like, you know. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, you, can see, you can see a lot of I mean, you can see the themes going through it. Yeah. You can yeah, see, yeah, yeah. especially especially with, the, like, Saruman's army and the, the, the tower and all that kind of business. It, it's the way of it, isn't it? It's... 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and kind of companionship because Tolkien was a was kind of upper middle class, and he was right. an, he went he went into the army as an officer, um, yeah. and then like but he made friends with like actually all the all, he was in a little uh, writers group from from Oxford, and all of them died in World War One except for him. Oh, and they'd, they'd be writing letters to each other and stuff from one by you, you can get there's a couple of books about his letters in it and like you can see as time went they were just he just didn't receive letters from them anymore and then he'd hear word that they died and what have you but then like he made he, he made friends with the, the the rank and file soldiers who yeah. would, who if he was back home he would never have mixed with and yeah, that's of Frodo, and that's, yeah. that's Frodo and Sam that's their relationship yeah I get yeah. that yeah that's cool. Right, I'm just looking at the time. We better start wrapping this up. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, come back. So we're not not halfway halfway through this yet. <laughs> but yeah, back for part two. Yeah, definitely come back for part two. Uh, yeah. So before I go, before we go, again, no, that's the wrong one. Uh, here we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Check out David Green's website, which is davidgreenwritercom.wordpress.com. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then if you want to go Amazon and grab his books and stuff, uh, it's viewauthor.at forward slash David underscore Green. Thanks for making. This is going to be the first of a series of these where I'm basically I'm just going to sit down, have a drink, and just talk with the authors, publishers. So if anybody's watched this and you want to come on. Get in touch with me. Uh, you can either get in touch with me or through the Facebook thing, or you can get in touch with me through my website, which is timmendyswriter.wordpress.com. That's very similar. It is. Yeah. <laughs> As you made them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like the I'm one for making universal links. I give everybody a universal link, <laughs> just because I, I appreciate I, that. <laughs> yeah, it makes life so much easier, man. Uh, yeah, and these will be uploaded to YouTube. You're probably watching it on YouTube. Um, so you are probably on the channel. So hit subscribe. <laughs> hit subscribe. There'll be plenty of these coming out. Also, this will be coming out as a podcast, which will be on Spotify and Anchor, I believe. So I'm waving at you. If you can't, you can't see me, <laughs> but I'm waving. <laughs> you're, really, you're really missing out if you don't see us that like, you know. Oh yeah, damn right. We're, hand, yeah. we're handsome men. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, that's it. Strike a pose. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and the if you're not watching and you're not on YouTube, uh, the uh, my YouTube channel is tinyurl.com forward slash Tim Mendes YouTube. Okay. Yeah. David, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks absolute pleasure. Definitely do this more often. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, I've enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, you take care, mate. I'd better you crack do. on. Good uh, luck yeah. For the rest of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's one down. <laughs> okay, thank you for tuning in, people. See you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.